This is the Greenhouse Podcast. I'm Steve Perkins, the founder of Greenhouse, and I'm a career and leadership coach. We help people figure out what's next and focus on what matters most. I'm here with Sunday today, and we're talking about a different approach to opening meetings. Thanks, Steve. Well, I love that we're talking about this topic, so we're, we're going to jump right in because you know there's a lot of tips out there around presentation skills or how should I run a meeting? How, what about my PowerPoint? What color should I make it? Right? Yeah. We're not going to talk about any of those things. <laughs> ah, bummer. Well, it's good. We've been having a lot of these types of trainings and leadership developments lately where you realize most of your day especially in, in just a typical corporate setting, most of your day is consumed by meetings. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know how to lead meetings well, then what do you got? <laughs> I mean, that's, that is where mm-hmm. your leadership shows up. Yeah. So we could, we, could, we could talk about this forever too because we know so many things that change the way that you lead a meeting. But today I'm really going to focus about a different approach to really the opening of a meeting, which really changes the game. I use this skill all the time, and I think all good leaders should be able to step into it. Yeah, that opening really sets the tone for the mm-hmm. meeting. So I think I think you're onto something that's a, one of the more important pieces. If you're only going to tweak or improve one part mm-hmm. of the whole meeting, how you lead it, the culture you set, like mm-hmm. the opening, that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, what do they say? People form an impression. Even whether consciously or subconsciously, right? Unconsciously, what's the su- what's the word? <laughs> so all I can think of is like sub sandwiches. Subs, yeah, they just focus on subs. Unconsciously, like, where are we going to get the sub? <laughs> How long? <laughs> which which type of bread? Right. What that kind is, of dr- Steve? That is actually what they're thinking about. Often they're thinking, when am I going to eat next? Yes, That's exactly. Yeah. So you either <laughs> have my attention. Or I'm just going to be right. thinking about my food the rest yeah. of the meeting. When I was first learning presentation skills in my early 20s, I remember somebody saying in the first 10 to 15 seconds, they decide whether or not, huh, this is going to be a long hour or an hour that I'm going to stay engaged in. Yeah. And it's decided very quickly. So so let me ask you a question. How do you think people typically open a meeting? What's the norm? Oh, my gosh. Well, just yesterday, you and I were facilitating with a group of leaders at a company mm-hmm. And it kind of came to light that like no one gives any thought to the meetings ever. Mm-hmm. Everyone just kind of shows up. And I, I have experienced this many times, and I've been guilty of this many times too. You show up and it's like, okay, so what, what, are, we, what are we doing? And, and yeah. the opening is, is literally like, Hi. all right, so um, what are we doing? <laughs> all right, so, so like the word so is actually yeah. the most common facilitated opening. Absolutely. That one, I also feel like people just start like like data dumping. They just, yes, just start go right going. Into they it. go right in. No gauge on the audience or anyone at all. They're just like, and sometimes that's a nervous reaction. Mm-hmm. They'll just, they just start to just go. Right. So everyone else, their faces look fine. And on the inside, they're freaking out because yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Right. What's the outcome we're getting? Like, what mm-hmm. is success here? Mm-hmm. What are, What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. What's There's all these questions mm-hmm. and no one has any idea. Mm-hmm. No. But see, I actually really, I love that you're talking about this topic because here's the thing no one knows about you. Well, maybe they know, but I'm, I'm the first to say it. I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say it. <laughs> you learned and taught presentation skills, mm-hmm. more of that on stage PowerPoint kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. For a long time. And then for a long time after that, you kind of coach people more in their day-to-day scenarios Mm -hmm. and a lot of like, how do you lead in your day-to-day work? So I think, I don't know that I've ever 
thought about it this way. You connect the two worlds in a mm-hmm. way that, you know, just a presentation coach is going to be too formal mm-hmm. for like how right. to lead a meeting. <laughs> right. Just like a, an everyday coach isn't right. maybe going to know some of the skills and, t- and tactics. Sure. And I think you, br- you bridge the two mm-hmm. in a nice way that makes it, mm-hmm. um, like casual and not weird, but also really right. impactful. Right. Because this, this skill that we're going to talk about, it can be formalite, formal or formal, mm-hmm. or it could be much more casual. Yeah. So it really can. But I really want to paint the scenario of the biggest question I get asked all the time, where this skill is most needed often. So uh, when I was a coach at a, in a financial group, lots of people would say things like, I have to present to my, usually they're higher levels mm-hmm. and I'm super nervous because maybe a VP is going to be there or somebody like in their head that's getting in their head. You yep. get it? <laughs> and they're like, I have so much we've done since the last time I saw them. I have so much. And, and, and they're nervous about feeling like I have 30 minutes and I feel like I should tell them everything. So first of all, that's the first mistake. But why do you think people feel that way? I've, I asked them that. Like, why do you feel like you have to get all that information out in 30 minutes? What do you yeah. think? What's rolling around in their head? I mean, I'm thinking back in my experience, it's because, you know, yes, they have limited attention, but also um, it, it feels like if you don't win them over right at the outset, then you've lost everything and mm-hmm. you have no credibility. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That's it's like one they're I, one shot sometimes. Yeah. I also feel like they feel insecure um, no, I will, I'm not going to say I feel. They've said I feel insecure because I f- if I don't share everything, maybe they think I don't know everything, mm-hmm. and yeah. that really is isn't the right approach. But that yeah. is the, that's what's happening in the mind of others. So I think it's important to call out what's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm thinking too in terms of presenting to people who are a higher level than you in the organization. Oftentimes they don't have enough time to hear all the things you want to say. Mm-mm. They need to like get to the point. They need right. the what's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And we've learned, many of us in school or different classes, how to do that kind of like executive summary. <laughs> like, Give mm-hmm. me the bottom line mm-hmm. right off the bat. And so I think that can trip us up too because we learned that without the communication skills. Yeah, and then I feel like some people's executive summaries are still 50 pages long. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like they still haven't nailed that down because they're they're so nervous to leave things out. So uh-huh. I want you to keep you know listeners that are out there that scenario in your mind when we're kind of talking through this particular skill. So I thought I'd begin, and we're gonna. it really has, let's see, five components to it, which sounds like a lot. We're just talking an opening. But if you don't break down the five steps, you could really, it really doesn't work. It doesn't always work. But I want to say this quote first. I found this and it just really jumped out at me. And uh-huh. it's actually by good old Ben Franklin, at least we think. Sometimes oh, don't you always wonder if like, is the quote really by Ben? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's like the nice stand in yeah. for any. Yeah, I don't know who it's by. Ben Franklin sounds like a good person. All right, so he says this. He says, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learn. So the involve me is the key focus here. Hmm. So we're going to focus on how do we involve the audience. Um, and I actually formally call this a facilitated opening. It's just already bores you when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually formally called a facilitated opening. So here's the deal. Step one, obviously do your regular preparation. You are going to not be off the cuff. You're going to prepare a regular presentation, maybe whatever, 15 slides, three key points. That's not going away. So I want to make that very clear because people think my approach means, do I not prepare? I'm like, you absolutely prepare. Okay. Okay. How does that apply to the meeting where, because you know there's so many of these, where no one is leading it. 
Mm-hmm. No one's prepped anything. To our point earlier, everyone just shows up and we're supposed to discuss a topic. Mm-hmm. And maybe even someone else is kind of quote unquote leading it, but you need to influence or you have like an idea that needs to be um, kind of, I don't want to say influence, but you need to kind of guide the direction. How does the preparation apply to that? Well, it's tough if you're not the leader. Right. Uh-huh. It's tough. But I think before you go into any meeting, you should always think to yourself, what, where, where do I stand and what do I think is important going in? That's so good. Yeah. Because so many times we, we're not even sure, like, what would I want the outcome to be here? Yeah. I think the outcome <laughs> is the big one. I always said, which is a whole nother skill set. But I always tell people that the first thing they should do is think, what do I want my audience to do or think differently okay. as a result of our time together? But and part of why that's I'm thinking like the, this is if no one is prepared, if it's, mm-hmm probably the majority of the meetings where no one is truly leading it, then there's actually a chance for you to step in and help lead. Potentially, yes. And you can use this skill. You can. Yeah. So great great call out that you can use both. So number one, if you're in charge, prepare. <laughs> prepare. All right. Then you are going to say something like this. And the language is really important here. You're going to say something like, you know, like, welcome. My name is Sunday Marquardt. And today I came prepared. And I actually use those keywords to talk to you about da 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 And I actually kind of have, I have three key things I'd really like to focus on today. So I'm not picking a topic today. So the typical thing would be, I'm going to cover these three things and you could ask me your questions at the end. So we're not doing that. I want you to say, I'm prepared. Talk about boom. I have these three key things. But before I do, so step number two is ask this question. Before I do, I would really love to hear from you. What challenges, questions, uh, areas of focus do you want me to focus on before I jump into my presentation? So time. I, people, I'm just going to stop right there because when I say that to people, what fears do you think take over already? They're like, what? I came prepared. I have 30 minutes. I have all this data. I have three key points. And you're asking me to ask them what's important. Right. It's going to so, derail it, yes, right? right? So call out some of the, the, the things that people are afraid of. Yeah, it'll derail. What do you mean more by derail in your head? Well, like, what if they say something that's different than what I'm trying to bring to mm-hmm. the table? Then, you know, I'm just, I'm screwed, right? Right. So there's one. So what if they say something different? They derail. Any other ones come to your mind? No, what else, what else Time. are you thinking? They're like, well, wait, uh, wait yeah. a minute. I've been given 30 minutes. No way. I'm not going <laughs> to open the floor up to like chatty patty. I could lose control. <laughs> right? No, that's actually a good point. And you always do have that person in the meeting who's not really socially aware they're going to like, they're right. going to say too much or go on too long. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And then a rabbit trail. So basically a whole, what if someone starts spinning in a direction that I wasn't going to go? Mm-hmm. So first of all, valid fears all things that as a good leader, you need to learn to manage. So it's called being in charge of the meeting. Yeah. And I know it takes time, but I promise you that you can stay. It's all about how you framed it. So then what, this is what happens. You, well, we're going to open up the floor. Actually, let me pause there. They are all valid things that people are have fears of, right? And we're going to address some of them. But before we do, I need to move on to step three. Three, okay? Because it's a, a little bit attached to step one. So number one, be prepared. Number two, what are the challenges, questions, or uh, issues that you might have? Now, how many times, step three, by the way, is ask the same question two more times with smaller language? And you might be like, what and why? So here's the why. 
And then I'll give an example. How many times do you bank on interaction in a presentation, Steve, where you're like, oh, this is going to be interactive. We're going to love this. They're going to, we're going to talk to each other. And that's what you're banking on. Yeah. And then you ask a question and what happens? Exactly what's happening right now. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I, I thought this was going to be interactive. I'm already failing. All those huge insecurities come up. But the reason why no one talks to you is is because of this skill in number three. We ask a question of the audience like, so what are your questions, challenges, some of the, the areas of focus that you would like me to focus on? Then it's silent, and then I freak out. I freak out, and I think, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I go, like, like take for instance, and I start doing the talking. Right, you fill the space when actually most of the people in the room are just trying to actually comprehend what They're you just, just asked trying and, to think. and think of an answer. I mean, mm-hmm. or some people are kind of waiting for others to answer right. first. There's, there's both you of know, those things, things going on. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, and the issue is you as a speaker feel like time is forever and the audience is not feeling stressed yeah. about time. Uh-huh. And you need to take a deep breath and let remember that your audience needs a moment to think. So you're going to say the question like this, something like this. So before I begin, I, I came prepared today to talk about boom, and I have three key things that I'd really like to focus on. So before I begin, I'd really just like to hear from you. Pause. So first of all, when I say I want to hear from you, what's happening to their brains? Oop, she wants to hear from us. What challenges, questions, you know, issues, or areas of focus do you want me to spend our time together on? Pause. Then you say, all right, so I have three key things here. And I'm sure there are some that need more or less focus. I can spend an equally amount of time on all, but any thoughts? Two. And then you might say, all right, talk to me. That's your third. So when you pause with the powerful talk to me, there's no, that someone's, it's going to happen. You get it? Yeah. But people forget to, to shut up <laughs> and say, talk to me. I also love the, and you, you always do this. You're not just asking the same thing three times. Yeah, it's not like a repetitive you're, robot. You're changing yeah. it slightly, <laughs> right. and yes. like you said, less words each time. Mm-hmm. And and you're kind of getting down to that last one is a very pointed act, you know, like call to action. Right. So I might even say something like, so what are they? Or what do you think? Whatever, However I pose the question, I end a very short one there. And the reason I change my language up is that different language speaks to different brains. So I just kind of, if you, if you repeat things in different ways, people go, boop, boop, boop. it like yeah. wakes the brain up differently. Yeah, that's good. And also notice how you asked for a specific thing. You didn't say any, before we started, oh, like any thoughts thank or you. Any, anything, <laughs> because I've been in so many meetings where that's where that people take it you. off track. Yes. Because yeah. everyone else has things they want to assert in their own agendas. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, especially if it's a culture where like everyone needs to give their input. Yes. Next thing you know, you're 20 minutes in, you've lost you've complete lost control. Yeah. So you asked something very specific. Any thoughts that you, anything you would like to accomplish today? Focus. Yeah. And remember, and I even use words sometimes like briefly in my, just for what's important. And I even show a level of, so then, so actually step number four is that you write down their responses. So you actually validate their questions or comments by writing them down and validations on a whole nother podcast on a two effective ways to run a meeting. But there is a validation skill there because if I just say, um, all right, so what's important to you? What, what do you want me to focus on? And then you start shooting out answers. Joe says something, Jacqueline says something, Steve and I go like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it look like I care? <laughs> It doesn't look like I, I care. I thought that looked pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty fun. 
<laughs> it's almost like I'm using some strategy on you that's just like, hurry up, let's get this over with. Uh-huh. You get it? Yeah. So instead, if I'm in person, I'm going to pick up a pen and I'm going to usually use a whiteboard or something like that. Virtually, I maybe open up my whiteboard on Zoom and very quickly just capture it. All right. So remember I opened with my three things. I didn't just say, what do you want to know? But three things. And they might say, all right, around that, I'd like to know. I'm really curious about, okay, numbers. So you're focused on data. Yeah. You, you re- repeat back what they repeat say. what they said. It's very simply. And you're showing a very succinct skill here. Like, And then you, you go, all right, who's next? And then if you're one of those people who's freaking out about time and there's 10 hands up, guess what? You're not going to take all 10 hands. That's the other thing. You're in charge. That's what people are afraid of. They're like, oh, am I in charge? I'm like, yeah, you're in charge. Okay, two yeah. side, can I give two side yes. tips? And you, I know you give these as well. In this new, more virtual environment, if you, let's say you don't have the whiteboard functionality on mm-hmm. Zoom, well, something you can do is take notes on your notebook, but just simply call it out verbally beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and as, you're, and as you're saying the things, I'm going to be writing them down here in my notebook. So that way when your head goes down, they don't think you're just disengaged. They actually know that you're taking those notes. Love that. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that one. I use that one a ton because sometimes I just don't even want to take the whiteboard out too. Yeah. Because you have to stop your slides. and But I always write it down. So Yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to say is when you have those 10 people raise their hands, what you can just do is say something like, okay, I see there's a lot of other thoughts. I got to keep us moving here. So just go ahead and email me those thoughts afterward and I'll incorporate them. Right. So that's what I was just about to say. You're in charge. If there's a whole bunch of hands and you just really wanted to get a feel for the for what was important, you can say, wow, there's there's actually a lot of you that have an opinion here. For the sake of time, I'm actually going to capture what I have and move forward. But if I miss something, also at the end for Q&A, feel free to jump in. Or Ooh, That's even email. better. Yeah, I like that even just better. Just jump in. Yeah. If I have flexibility, like you and I have sometimes in a session and we feel like the most important part is hearing people, then I am going to take them all. But we're talking about today about people who have an efficient meeting and they have too much content and we're still wanting to make people feel like it's their agenda, not yours. One key word that actually in step two, when I said, ask what challenges, questions do you have before I cover? One more piece of language sometimes that I throw in there is, because today I just want to tailor it towards what's most important to you. Mm. And I forgot to say that. Yeah. And it makes people like understand why you're doing it. And I promise I'll succinctly add these to the notes, step one, two, three. So I just have to give you um, an example, though, of, of, an ex- of what this happened today. I was coaching someone, and I was encouraging them to do this just in their one-on-ones. So this isn't just a big meeting. Just yeah. in your one-on-ones, say something like this. All right, so today in our one-on-one, he, this is the leader talking. I came prepared today to talk about some key things. But before I do, before I go over those with you, is there anything you came in top of mind that you want to make sure I highlight today in our time together? What's most important to you? And then and then you can go. And this person told me today, oh, I've tried that a few times and they always say, oh no, you just go first. No, and it's never working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so how are you asking? He goes, oh, he's like, I'm embarrassed that he has to like show me. Yeah. I'm like, just relax, you know? And I said, he goes, all right. So if I'm thinking about it, I'm small talking. And then I basically go, all right. So I came prepared with a list. You want to go first? It's all in the wording. And I said, okay, so you just say you want to go first. And then of course they say, no, you're their boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh no, you go first. And he's like, okay. 
I was like, it's kind of like, you know, when someone says, hey, you, you want a cup of coffee? And you feel your manners are like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, no, right. no, really, I'm about to get up. <laughs> I'm going to get my own cup of coffee. Is there anything you would like when I'm downstairs? Really? And you feel what now? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I'd love a cup of coffee. But the first ask, you want a cup of coffee, might make me be like, no. Well, you have a good point because the wording does matter. That's why as coaches, oftentimes we'll start a coaching session. And I mean, you can't successfully get anywhere unless you clearly identify the goal that you're trying to achieve. So right. it's so it's a place where we have no choice but to, to kind of clarify the agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that case, I would I would even say I would just start with the word what. What would you like to focus on today? Instead of is there anything you'd like to focus on today? There's right. a difference even there, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, what else would you like to make sure we accomplish here today? Right, because I want to make it very clear. I'm not necessarily saying for them to do their 15 minutes of talking right there. I am um, what I'm saying is I have a list. Is there anything you want to add? Oh. Is there you get it? It's like yes. and maybe I even say, Hey, I have this, this, and this I wanted to cover with you today. Is there anything you want to add? Okay, but that that actually brings up a great point because sometimes I've seen this happen a lot of times where you do open up for, okay, input and people take that as a cue to just start going. Like they don't understand the difference between setting an agenda Mm -hmm. and actually launching in. So what happens when someone's, yeah. That's a skill set that says um, that the rabbit is running is what I always like to imagine. (laughs) I like that. Like I always like to imagine a rabbit on a trail and it's just gone down another trail. And my job is to take it by the fur of the neck and put it back on the trail that I wanted it to run on. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's actually the image that I picture. I'm like, whoop. And then, nope, back on this trail. So if they do, you you listen, you listen. All right. All right. So that sounds like something that we really need to spend some time talking about. I'm just going to add it. I'm going to add that to the list. Anything else? Mm. So it's just like, I'm not, I'm not, the mistake that the facilitator does is they start answering the questions right there. Yeah. That, that's not what we're going for. We're not, this is not Q and A. This is not, oh, well, oh, you want to know about the data right now? No, 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 no. We're prepared. Yeah. We're just finding out what's most important to you. So you bring them back on and you're like, okay, all right. So I can see you would like to spend time talking about this one. I'm going to, I'm not going to answer that right now. I'm just going to add it to the list. Anything well, and of else? course, like there's almost a polite cutting someone yeah. off skill yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're not able to do that unless you establish yourself as the facilitator in the beginning. True. So this just reinforces the importance of like opening it well mm-hmm. from the start. Right. Otherwise, you have no authority to cut someone off. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> right. But thank you for calling that one out because that one scares a lot of people too. So we've gone down to number four, which is validate their questions. We're done. And then now we're down to number five. Number five is now you begin. Now you begin your presentation and you're like, all right, so let's begin. And you start going through. But the main difference here is if they said, we don't need a lot around A, you say, all right, so topic number one was this. But it sounds like the consensus of the room was, you guys are very familiar with that right now. So I'm just going to say one thing. And if you had five slides about it, don't go into them. (laughs) Just be like, all right, so when this one, I had this, this one, but you guys, Mm -hmm. we're good. Where you really wanted me to spend the bulk of our time today was on the data. That's in section number two. So see how you still go over it, but you've now shifted the focus. You're not talking equal length, equal slides. Yeah. It's no, 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 no. This room wants data. They don't want the feely part. <laughs> but everybody hears this and then they then they treat everything equally. And then we have this long drawn out. So if you're going to use the skill set, make sure you tailor it. Yeah. That they're not like, wait, didn't you just ask me what was most important to me? Now you're going into 20 minutes and you get it. 
this is so good though, because how many people just hate and dread all the meetings they have? Right. And if you're actually paying attention to what they need out of it, yeah, they're actually going to probably love the meeting. Yeah, probably change the whole narrative about about those meetings. It's also going to show a level of confidence. You talk about being in front of your VP or whatever, a level of confidence with the fact that you're open to letting the floor weigh in. Right. How, how often have you had someone, okay, uh, Sunday, like, how can I get to the next level? How can I grow yeah, my career? Right. Okay, Sometimes do this well, like that. this might do everything. Manage that time beautifully. And it says something. It says something about your leadership there. So now I always put in quotations to people say, now throughout the presentation, you're going to do things like use their language. And that's in quotations. So if I get to a particular slide, I'm gonna, I might even take my hand if I'm in person and say, I'm pointing to Joe now and be like, hey, so like, here's where you mentioned something was important to you. And I just, I'm looking at them. So now Joe's feeling like inside, he's feeling super special, right? Look at him. <laughs> Look at him feeling so special. Like it validates the, the individuals yeah. and the, in, the individual people feel important. So virtually, however, you're just going to say things like, you know, Joe, you mentioned that you were really curious what we've done in the last two months. So that's where I'm going to highlight this. You just verbally say it. And now people boop, boop, boop throughout the whole meeting are feeling a part of the agenda. So now they feel it's their agenda when really it's yours. You opened, you did all the same preparation. All you did now was tailor the time spent on individuals' areas, listening to their language and implementing it in different places. It's a game changer. It literally changes the way that people feel. They don't know what's happened. They feel, though, they leave a meeting feeling heard, understood, and maybe even efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And it bleeds into all areas of life. I mean, this is leadership 101. This is relationships 101. It's not going to be as formal as this in different right. places. Right. But this Absolutely. mindset mm-hmm. is like one on one is more. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. But Sunday, what? I don't ever have this much time to prep for a meeting. Like, how in the world do you actually <laughs> do this? I don't have an hour to prep for every hour meeting. Well, first of all, in this particular scenario, they already prepped their brains out because this was their big, <laughs> right? Their big like VP moment. <laughs> but they focused only on content instead of delivery. And so all I'm saying is this isn't a preparation thing at all. The only thing I would say is it's a practice thing. You definitely might want to practice this verbally out loud to someone. This is just, and I'm actually going to do it in a nutshell for you to show you how very quickly it is. Um, that it's not actually, it's all about the way, it's just a different approach. Yeah. So if you don't have the time now, we have another whole podcast on how you prep for a meeting and I have like a 10 minute process. It's 10 minutes. Sometimes it can even be five minutes. What strikes me is this whole, these five steps you mentioned and you use the word practice. Yeah. This is something like for you that's now ingrained and you can just kind of do it off the cuff. Yes. But while you're getting there, if this is brand new to you, have these five bullet points just somewhere you can easily pull it up. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I've always got Evernote right there on my phone, on my laptop. It's always right there. Mm-hmm. And on my way to a meeting or, or in the five minutes between meetings, I can just like pull those up yeah. and remind myself or yeah. have them there Don't when I'm to opening do your, a meeting. Yeah, you're opening like you, that. Yeah. Uh, you have clients a lot of time do post-it notes yeah. on, their, yeah. on their screen if they're always sure. virtual. <laughs> have the five right there. And I just want to explain what practice might look like, and then I'm going to give the example, and then we'll let people go. So and you can go anytime, actually. You're just listening to a podcast. <laughs> you can turn me off right now. Um, practice looks like this. So, Steve, if I work with you, 
and I want to learn this new skill. I'm just going to say, Steve, could you and I pull up and have a virtual meeting together where I just practice a different opening? Because you will be amazed how new the language feels to you if you don't first try it out. So you're going to be like, okay. And you're going to be like, okay. So you're going to practice those steps very quickly. And Steve, you're going to make believe you have things to give me. So your job's going to be like, okay, I'd like to focus on, and I'm going to practice writing it down and then moving it forward. Okay. So uh-huh. you actually do a quick fake scenario, maybe two or three times before you ever try it real. Yeah. And that kind of <laughs> helps you get over the hump of what feels awkward, but also tweak some of the words to be yep. your own. Because this is my language, and I do notice that people have their own way of... It's the same formula, but with their own language, mm-hmm. right? So here's how quick it actually is. Ready? So, hey, welcome, everybody. So today, I'm Sunday, Sunday Marquardt, and today we're actually going to be focusing... Um, we have 30 minutes together on three key things. But before we do, I actually want to hear from you. I'd like to ask you, what are your challenges, questions, or maybe issues around these three topics, and what areas do you want me to focus on? I really want to tailor it towards what's most important to you. So what are they? What are those challenges? Anything top of mind for any particular individual? Anything? Talk to me. Then it's just boom, boom, boom. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Got it. Boom. Listen. And then you're like, all right, so thank you so much. All right, so let's get started. And then you begin to tailor. It's such a, so it took us that long to talk about it, <laughs> right. but it's, it's such a small thing. It's just ask it, ask it three ways, capture it, move forward. And that also didn't sound awkward or too formal at all. That's the skill. Boom. So do it, people. <laughs>